Bernie had to go to the dentist. Yes, sir. yes, that's just where we're gonna start. I like, I like, I like the way you said it. It sounded like, uh, God, what's his name from the Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer? Remember, I want to be a dentist. It was the oh yeah. <laughs> I want to be a dentist. Yeah, I want to yeah. be a dentist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He works. Uh, he works on uh, abominable. Takes out all of his teeth. That's yeah. right. I Look have you. I've seen uh, it yeah. many times. <laughs> I, I still I, love it. I'm such dude, a kid, though, man. I that, geek out on that stuff. That claymation's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Did you know yeah. that uh, for the movie Elf, they hired those guys? That same group. I, think, I don't know if they hired them, but they like got sued by them or something. I, I didn't know because you know they did that one scene in the movie Elf with uh, Will Ferrell, and there's that claymation scene yes. with the Norwal and all that. That's yeah. that same group, and I think they sued them. Something something happened in there that was a little a little shady that someone either didn't get paid or didn't ask for the rights or something, but. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I did, Dennis, I, I, I didn't, Hey, I did, I did not know that. Kids out there, go to the dentist, do it. I went for the first time about a year and six, seven months ago and for two and a half decades. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. All right. Wait a second. I went two and a half decades. I went 25 years without going to the dentist. Not really 25 years. 25 years. You know, apparently, Kathy and I were just talking about this. She's, she's the nurse in the family. And mm -hmm. that's that's really bad for your health, brother. Yes. I mean, it's it's like... It's probably... When, when, you have, when you have problems with your teeth and gum disease and bacteria and that kind of stuff. Your stomach it can, and digestive system. Yeah, and heart, your heart and all heart. kinds of stuff. Yep. I, uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been... I mean, here I am, you know on my high horse about going to the dentist. I, I haven't been probably in five or six years, but it's, but it's because I haven't, I haven't had a problem, but that's, well, that's, here, I guess well, you just need to go anyway. Right. Well, here's the thing. I went, you know, kind of one of those things when you're a kid, your parents make you go. Right. So my mom made me go until I, after college, I moved to Charleston. Right. Right. I'm on my own. I was there for 10 years. When I moved back, I had dental. I just never had a problem. Right. It yeah. just never occurred to me to do it. I did have to get I did have to get upper wisdom teeth taken out. But that wasn't a dentist trip. That was going to an oral surgeon. And they did that, but that oh wasn't God. like a cleaning. And then I noticed my teeth were getting bad. I think my health had started to deteriorate, some stomach issues, some digestive issues. And I went in and they were like, wow. Do you and think what, it was because of, of that? I maybe. Who wow. knows? Well, I mean, what they told me is I was remarkably lucky considering how long it had been that I still had all my teeth <laughs> and they were relatively healthy. I mean, like, you know, I had cavities galore, but you know, they were like, you know, considering how long it's been, you probably should have lost a few of these. Oh my gosh. They were like, do you drink like soda? I was like, yeah, wine, yeah. soda, coffee, you name it. <laughs> I'm knocking it down. They're like, you probably yeah. shouldn't have any teeth. And I was like, well, feels like I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two and a half decades. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that. Your teeth are important. Yeah. It's, it's just expensive. one of those things where it's just one of those things where, and the reason why I haven't gone in a while, with all due respect to any dentists out there listening, um, because when we need you, uh, we need you. Yeah. But it's nothing good ever happens when you go to the dentist, right? I mean, even even if you have not been in only a year or two, it just well, seemed like every time I went, it was always bad news. So I think that's why I stopped going. I was just, I was just. Afraid of what they're going to tell me. I'm like, come on. And you know it's going to be money. And I'm like, come on. This is terrible. Yeah. And it's such a compromising position to be in, right? You got some, you're laying on your back. Someone's digging in your mouth. Yeah. Never feels good. 
right? Yeah. And, and then it's super expensive. So exactly, you, you're right. Like there's nothing good that comes from it other than yeah. the health of your teeth and your overall health. Yeah. So that's kind of how you have to look at it. I didn't, I hit the game late and now it's costing me thousands upon thousands of dollars just to get everything back to where it's, do, you know, livable again. Right. So I, my, I recommend you, cause I looked back, so I, someone sent me some pictures from like, the year like 99, 2000, we were all, oh, my teeth look great, super white, you know, and then, cause you know, I, I went for years and never realized that, you know, they were getting worse until they got yeah. really bad. So two and a half decades, go to the dentist kids, go to wow. the dentist. Um, Hey, I like your shirt. I like the Carolina shirt. I thought, I thought it was Carolina basketball, but Carolina, it was Carolina lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah, man. So switch gears real quick to college basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you before we get to Cornell? Did yeah. you did you see? I'm sure you did. What happened at the end of the Michigan Wisconsin game? I did. Oh my gosh! I, I, so I just read today because I want to get your thoughts on it because I had I, I saw the video obviously, but I have no idea. I, or I, I didn't have an idea of what started it until I read the story today. Man, I mean that's that's one of the Kansas had an incident about five or six years ago with a play with a couple of players. That just, I mean, turned into a big slugfest. And then some fans came into it. It was a huge issue at Allen Field. Or was it? It was Kansas State. Yeah, it was Kansas Kansas State. And I think it was, I thought it was at Allen Allen Field House, but it might have been at Kansas State. It got bad, yeah. But but the one with. Wasn't Embiid on that team? He probably was. Yeah, that makes that. I I think the timeline. I saw it. And look. I mean, that was was ugly. Here's my thought on it. One. In the old days, people used to do stuff like that, call timeouts late, kind of celebrate, do those kind of things. When I say old days, yeah. I mean when, when you and I were kids. There was no handshake line back then, remember? There was no forced handshake back in those days. So Michael Jordan's iconic dunk against Maryland where he does the little cradle, that game was over. That's a dunk with one second left in an eight-point game. That's kind. Of, yeah. If you did that today, someone would hit you, right? That's just kind of how things were back then. Calling two timeouts under 30 seconds when you've got a double-digit lead? Right. Yeah, probably shouldn't do it. Once you've done that, don't expect friendly stuff on the sidelines. Just, yeah. Just touch hands and go. Don't sit there and try to explain it. Well, that's that, where I... That being said, he has to know he can't put hands on people. He has to know that. I mean, it's just you can't do that as the head coach, especially the head coach at Michigan. And yeah. Juwan Howard's a great guy by all accounts, an unbelievable leader for those kids having a struggle this year. But everyone loves Juwan Howard, but he has to know he can't do that regardless of what was done or said. Right. There's just certain levels of decorum you have to operate by. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person, period. Yeah. Period. They suspended him for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, five games, yeah. right? Four games, whatever's left. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Well, and postseason, know. though. Well, they're not going to postseason. They've got a losing record. They're terrible. Oh, I didn't even see their record. Yeah, they're but yeah, it's yeah. Bad, and I'm not tr- I'm not trying to to take sides on this one way or another because I'm an Iowa fan and I hate both of them. Um, right. But, yeah. but uh, apparently Michigan, because I read the story today on ESPN, and they said that Michigan was still pressing. So you know, it's a 15 point game. What are you doing in a full court press? You're teaching your kids not to give up. I mean, I don't, doesn't well, then, everyone then doesn't everyone side, do that? I mean, doesn't everybody side, do that though? No, coaches yes, all the time. Every, no. You call it off. You don't call it off with 30 seconds left. You might call it off the last possession once it gets inside the shot clock. Which maybe. is what 
yeah, which is basically maybe, what this was. Maybe. I mean, I feel I still think you put token pressure. I don't think I saw the end of the game. It wasn't wholehearted full court. Full court. Press. Okay, I that's mean, what I was wondering. They had guys, yes, they had guys in pressing positions, but it wasn't going after him full court press. Because apparently Wisconsin couldn't get it across. So like you're saying, if you're going to say, all right, you know, there's 40 minutes to a game. So even if the game's out of hand, I want my guys to practice pressing. Then on the flip side, you should also have the same ability as the opposing coach to call a timeout and say, okay, we're going to work on our full, full court. I didn't you know, really see our, it that way. Press, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to go back and watch that then because I didn't That's see it. That's what I was wondering. I, it sounds like Wisconsin trying to make stuff up to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't personally, see that. Was just, personally, that was just that's, hey, this was why we called the timeouts. I don't know. That sounds iffy. Yeah, they me. said they had it four did, seconds it didn't seem left. Like it. They had yeah. four seconds left to get it across. They couldn't get it across because Michigan was pressing. So that's why he called the timeout. I mean, yeah. you're up 16. Again, and that's, and that's I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of basketball games I've seen. And they always, the coach will just say. Call it off. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I've also yeah. seen, I've also seen the exact opposite. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen both, but either way, either awful. way, whoever was wrong, putting your hands on someone as a head coach or assistant coach. I mean, and then, then the response from some of the Wisconsin assistant coaches from what they were doing, like one guy gave like the, the X thing over the groin, the thing that the wrestling thing from back <laughs> yeah. like 10, 15 years ago, like, yeah. dude, who, what grow up? I know. You're supposed to be an adult. Now I know there's kids watching when I say kids, I mean, late teens, early twenties that, you know, oh, you know, you got to step up. No, there are certain jobs. Once you become an adult, there's certain ways you have to conduct yourself. Right. And I, for a guy making $2 million a year, that was unimpressive. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it was I, ugly. All right. So on a happy note, one more college basketball thing. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know you're not a gambling guy. I am a little bit, but not much. Did you by any chance see the bad beat on SportsCenter? With Scott Van Pelt and Kansas basketball. The reason I know this, obviously, is because it's Kansas, my alma mater. So, all right, so just real quick story. So, the, I mean, Vegas is so good, right? I mean, they're so, so good. good with their lines. They're so good. So, so if, you, if you were betting just the Kansas team total, they were playing at home, at home against Oklahoma State. So, if you're betting just the Kansas team total, it was 76 and a half, right? So, you're betting over or under 76, uh, 76 and a half points for Kansas at home. So it's it with five minutes and 11 seconds left or something like that. Kansas has 73 points. They hit a three to put them on 76. They didn't score another point. They didn't score another point. Put the subs the in. Were they, were they up big? Were they up at big? Allen Fieldhouse? Were they up big or they just. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a 20 point game. 18, right, so they put the subs game. in and it did still though. I mean, I don't know how on. coaches, I don't know how coaches deal with this. Yeah, because obviously those kids are at those practices, right? Crazy, and they can't like. The funny thing is, if you were to find a kid that's a walk-on at Kansas or at Carolina or at Duke or wherever, yeah, and you were to find them in a pickup game, they would be ballers. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then and then you watch them on TV in these games, and it looks like they've never picked up a basketball. <laughs> I know, isn't it funny? It's the craziest <laughs> thing I've I ever know. seen. Yeah, like I, I ended up in a in a men's league one time and played against a guy that played at Kansas. He was a walk-on, you know, he's like, he, I think he got two points his entire career there. Right. Yeah. Straight baller. I mean, dude could fill it up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you just get so nervous. You know, like in high school, you're not nervous. 
you know, when you're playing pickup games, you're not nervous. But when you're out there in front of all those people in Allen Fieldhouse or wherever, you're nervous. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's got to be it's got to be the nerves because you're right. They get out there and they are just. I mean, they're Awful. running around the court like a Tasmanian devil. I mean, they don't <laughs> and even, you know they, they know, know the plays. You you know they know them. You know they know them backwards and forwards. They're the <laughs> smartest guys on the floor. Yeah, from a, from an educational standpoint, I mean, it's crazy. Yep. I can't remember his guys. name. To your point, I can't remember his name. And and, and um, my former uh, roommate, actually, no, I'm, I don't think we were roommates, but he was a guitar player in our band, uh, Jade. And he he listens to the show all the time. He loves it, by the way. Um, and he's going to kill me for not knowing this. But so when I was, to your point, when I was a freshman at Kansas, um, I want to say it was Kevin Pritchard, I think was his name. But but yeah. he was a he was a pretty good player at Kansas. He's a very good player at Kansas. You played in the NBA? Um, yeah. And and later on for a, for a little while. Yeah, he was he was older than I was, but later on, so I mean, we we uh we're just playing a pickup pickup game, right? Yeah. And uh, outside, and all of a sudden he shows up. I literally, even though he's past his prime and done and everything, he comes out and is literally jumping over us and sure. dunking. I mean, he just was incredible. And then another guy, like like a guy, Lane Shaplinski, who never saw time at all at Kansas. <laughs> he would come out like to the rec. You know, Is that a real Robinson, name? Robinson, Yes, the Robinson <laughs> Gymnasium. And again, never sniffed any time during a game. He'd come out and just, I mean, kill us. Yeah. You, um, it, you would, people would be surprised. How good they, they are. Well, most of those kids at these bigger schools that are walk-ons did play, were starters on whatever high school they went to, public school, whatever. They were good, good players in high school. Yeah. They're just, you know, they're either in med- – so you know, They're there because they've got a 4-0 grade point average in pre-med, <laughs> pre-law, whatever. That's why they're on the team. Yeah. But they can still play. And, like, to, there's a guy I grew up with. I uh, didn't know him real well, but I knew him well enough. A guy named Jason Burgess that, that got run at Carolina, started as a walk-on, and was a better soccer player in high school than he was a basketball player. But he was a great athlete. And all of a sudden, he's getting run. And we're like, wow, Jason's – yeah. Playing on national television right now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to start we need to start a sports talk show. We do. You know, I mean, really, I mean, what's what's with the podcast though? I, I, like we need we go. need to do this let's every go. day. Let's go. Hey, you know what we need to do? What? You ever you ever talk to Anthony Ion about cornhole? Uh yeah. It, it literally will it literally will melt your brain how much stuff he knows about cornhole. Oh, I know. Well, didn't, didn't I tell you? Was it? I think I was joking with you in Vegas, wasn't it? Or maybe I was yeah. joking with Trey. Like, like on Saturday morning teams, right? Right. So the broadcast grouping is me, Anthony, and Trey. Right. And I'm like, why Dude, am I here? I've done it. Like, just play. You just play point guard. I, yes. I did it. I was like, hey, welcome, blah, 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 blah. What, what do you think, doing? Anthony? And I just like pass it over yeah. and then let him go. Yeah. And then, then take him out. Yeah, was, I mean, what 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 are we doing here? Like like so so like let me go to the other court. Like let me go with Wally or something. Like that. I, know, I did it with Wally. Wally is I could be laid back. Yeah, but at least I could be a little bit useful. Maybe getting out of breaks, you know. Yeah, bantering was, a little bit it gives them something to talk to. I mean, at least I could be dude, somewhat useful. I Don't did it with, with Anthony and Trey. I, I mean, did one heck? with I did a couple hours with Anthony and Trey, and I was just playing point guard. It was like I was back in high school. I was like, yeah. I, I brought people in, dished it off. Wouldn't right. say a word for like the next 20 minutes. Take them out. It, right. it was just the easiest thing I've ever done. Probably <laughs> just listen to them, yeah. like just bombard people with stats. It was crazy. And and they're both like super brilliant guys. Like they're engineering yeah. guys, right? Yeah. I think that so, I, I think it, it seems to me that those kind of people do well in cornhole and baseball. 
It, it, it is. Well, I mean, look at David Lim. We were just talking about him from Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy who's a former engineer, yep. now turned uh, now turned actor, obviously. He's a great cornhole player. Yep. I think you're right. I think there's some too. Engineering oh, de- yeah, engineering degree. I mean, like... And think- uh, the ultra, Mark, uh, I just met yes, him in Vegas. Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor, I think. Is, isn't his background used work, engineering? Used to work for NASA. Wow. Yeah, he's another guy smart. I want to have on the show, by the way. He and I, it's the first time. I love being in Vegas. and I, I, uh, I stayed an extra day. And it was great kind of walking around on that last day. I got a chance to, to meet some more bag manufacturers. But I had a fantastic conversation with, with uh, Mark. And, I mean, and one of these times we'll have him on the show because just our talk alone, Bernie, on the evolution of the cornhole bag mm-hmm. was incredible. I mean, all the science behind it and, and how it's everything nuts. has evolved just in the last 15 to 20 years, the corn, because he goes way back with making these things. Yeah. It's, it was really fascinating conversation. Yeah, you should talk to Chad from All Cornhole, another guy that used to have yeah. uh, some association with the University of Chicago, one of the great schools in this country. So, I mean, like these are intelligent, intelligent people yes. that, that we're kind of just like hanging around. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like, I met, like I osmosis. Chad. Just come in. I met Chad, super great guy. Unfortunately, I didn't have a whole lot of time to talk to him at the time. <laughs> and he was he was running around too, uh, doing some things. But uh, but yeah, another guy I'd like to have on the show. Yeah, but you're right. Just super, super smart guys. It's But anyway, back to basketball. <laughs> It has been you the hate worst. talking cornhole. I you don't hate, hate talking, talking corn. <laughs> I don't hate talking cornhole. I just this is our chance not to. Like yeah, I just spent an true. hour with Trey talking about it, and like I said, we go to, like I go to Vegas, and the only thing I heard from players like you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, yeah, I, you I had no understand. idea how well I played. I was like, well, if you played better because you were mad at me, you're welcome. Why? Why is that the narrative? I think it's always the narrative when you are on a show like this. But what does that mean, though? I mean, like, like, like you don't know what you're talking about in respect to. I think we know a lot more than they think we know. I just think that yeah. some people use it as motivation. If you say something that's negative, I mean, you know, I'm hired from the ACL to to tell the truth from my perspective. Like, right? I, I say what I think about a player, whether it's right or wrong. It's what I'm thinking. Now. I could think something completely different in a week or two about that player. I mean, that we're human beings. We adjust. We we learn more. Their games adjust. They start playing better. They start playing more. I mean, you know. Yeah. And you have to talk about that. That's why when you and I start talking about stuff, I I, I do kind of push away from it sometimes because they don't want to hear us talk about cornhole that much. I don't think. I think they want to hear us talk about other stuff. I think they want me and you to be weird and different <laughs> because we because we don't we're not Anthony and Trey. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, and, that, and that's and, and to be honest with you, Bernie, I mean, that that's where I feel like and this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like this is where I can actually bring some value to broadcast yes. with those guys, because it would be like going, you know, back in the shop with some NASCAR fans and you're back there, you know, with with the owners and all the mechanics and everything. You need somebody to say, uh, hey, wait a second. What what does this mean? Like, you know, for yeah. the layman or someone who's just watching. Right. Like I said, man, my buddy from Kansas. Like, and, and I think that's where I can bring some value because for, for a lot of players who are watching this, obviously, a lot of pros, and for guys like Trey and for guys like Anthony and Stacy and, and even yourself, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about all the time on the air at some point seem mundane. But, but what we can't forget as a sport is that we can never be so selfish as to think, that we always have the same people watching because we right. don't. 
even Correct. with this small little tiny podcast, every week there's somebody new who's watching. Every time we have a broadcast on CBS, every time we have a broadcast on ESPN, Absolutely. there's always somebody new watching who, believe right. it or not, does not know that there's two sides to the bag. Right. Like I like, for example, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a local TV station here in town, Channel Two that 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 you know, the uh, NBC yeah. affiliate. They're gonna bring me in. We're gonna play some cornhole and do a little story on. Oh yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it'll be fun. But but again, talking to him, you know, when I told him, hey, I'll bring in some real cornhole bags for you guys. No idea that there's two sides to the bag. Yeah, most people don't. Unless so they so we always so while it's great that Anthony and Trey have all that information, it's fantastic. I mean, they are they are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to step back and remember. That there are new people watching, and we we've got to still relate to the you know to the, to the basic and, fan, and that's the goal, right? The goal is to get this game out, yeah, to people that are just regular sports fans, right? Yeah. And those are the people that you want to get involved. I mean, just your average sports fan, your average sports fan doesn't know that there's a double sided bag, doesn't know exactly what's going on. And to your point, you and I have argued about this ad nauseum, right? About you know the dirty game isn't television attractive. Because the average sports fan thinks that you're missing shots. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They, they, they right. don't understand what you're doing. And, and so to them, they're like, wow, these guys aren't that good. That, you know, they're pretty good. But, man, that's like three bags in a row that have gone off the board. That's not yeah. you know, You know, and so they don't get yeah. it. And so you do. It is nice to have someone like you as a professional that can kind of take people like, and walk them through what's actually happening. Because I think everyone else kind of just takes it for granted. Like, oh, well, if they're watching, then they know. Well, that's yeah. not the case. You've, you've brought them in for whatever reason. You have to somewhat educate them along the way. And right. you do it with every sport. That's why when you're watching a game, no matter what, this, even football, basketball, baseball, they walk you through rules. And I'm pretty sure any sports fan knows the rules to those games. Right? I mean, yeah. so yep. I, I think that it's, 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 a, it's a necessity to have someone like you kind of, hey, average – average guy this is actually what's yeah. taking place yeah you know this is this is not craziness that's you know this is right. not a bunch of people missing shots yeah so and the, and the goal of the goal the end goal is to make it relatable and tangible to the normal fan absolutely because absolutely. people like like when i try to explain to people you know what the regular season is like if i start talking about all the different aspects that we have and all you know the the shootout versus the open series versus the championship series and all this kind of stuff um, I think it just goes on in one ear and out the other. When I and Trey and I have talked about this on the air, when mm-hmm. I relate it to something tangible, like in golf, where you have your tour series, but you also have your majors. Yeah. Whereas we have our two, you know, our open series and we have our majors that are just called nationals. Then all of mm-hmm. a sudden they're like, oh yeah, okay, totally get it. Right. Totally get that. So I, I, you're preaching to the choir. I always make make up some sort of analogy. Because yeah, I think every, every the average sports fan does know. Now, you know, I will say that when we're on the digital network or Facebook Live calling, you know, the digital broadcast stuff and the streaming courts, I I would imagine you're at you're at 95 to 100, you know, somewhere around 95 percent of those people are cornhole people. Yep, that's true. They're not they don't need to be spoon fed. But what you do on ESPN, I think they do need to be spoon fed somewhat because you're you're yeah. catching this average sports fan that's just trying to find something to catch their eye. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's what we do. And that's why we beg for those time slots. Right. I mean, like that's. So when you're able to do that and kind of walk people through like this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, it, it don't, don't just because you think you miss some, too. You're not as good as these people. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
you know? Yeah, just like in golf. Right. Yeah, I, same thing. Have you ever been to a golf tournament, by the way? You know what? Believe it or not, I went to my first ever PGA event at Kiowa last year, the PGA. Oh. It was uh, Bernie. I, I wish I to could watch go. those had... people to watch those guys hit a golf ball. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing, believable. Yeah, because on TV it looks kind of mundane, right? It's like, oh, you know, there's another 175 yard shot, you know, within yeah. 10 feet. Like, but when you watch the ball flights and when you listen to the sound it makes coming off the club, and 150 pound guys are hitting it 325 yards, and you're like, how is yes. that even happening? Like, how, how is it happening? It's crazy. Like that Zalatoris kid, Will. I think Zalatoris is. But he weigh one hundred and thirty-five pounds, soaking wet. I soaking mean, wet. seriously, he Bernie. Seriously, he can't weigh more than one fifty-five, right? I mean, on, yeah. honestly, I mean, he can't one sixty maybe. Because he's and six he, feet tall, and that's, dude and that's, and that's crushes it. I know, he absolutely crushes it, dude. Justin Thomas is 5'10", 155 yeah. pounds. Yeah, another good example. And hits it three twenty minimum yeah. with his driver. Yep. Um, it's, it's nuts. I mean, I, I I do not see how they generate the club head speed. Now I'm old. My back doesn't work. I mean, there's a lot of turn in there that I can't do that. The average person can't do because you don't right. play every day and your back's not used to it. But we've got a couple of good players on our tour, by the way. We've got, we got a few few folks that can get out and swing the swing the golf club a little bit. Yeah. T- Tanner Halbert being one. Oh, is that good, right? Was a good high school golfer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I didn't really solid golfer now. Yeah, I haven't had a chance. I got a chance to hang out with him a little bit in Vegas, which was which is awesome. Uh, we didn't talk too much about golf, but yeah, but um, yeah, it was great. Speaking of new players, it was fun to have in Vegas to have because that, I mean that's something that you and I are well something that I'm doing. I mean, you've been with the league longer than I have, but something I'm really trying to dive into this year is to get to know obviously more of these players, right? Um, and I mean to get to get to know them personally and to get to to know their their games. And it was great to have some new names on stage in Vegas. And it was also great, you know, now now that I'm doing some more streaming stuff because I get to see <clears throat> sorry, I get to see um different players that I haven't seen before. Yeah. But like Jacob Trzinski. It's a lot of fun. Man, I mean, what a what a great kid uh, just to just to get to to know him behind the scenes and yeah. I mean, what a great little sporty athlete he is. I mean, he was he was actually a really good football player. And he, and he broke his school record in baseball. He hit 523 as a senior, his senior year in baseball. I, mean, just I wish I played athlete. in that league. Yeah. <laughs> but but he he was just fiery, right? I mean, he was just yeah. – I loved his personality. I mean, Cody Johnson. I mean, Cody Cody was a was a, uh, was a great think, story. I think Cody Johnson really surprised people. Well, he's got like a little – it's interesting. He's got that little – he's got that little – Hitch like in his in his. If, everyone in his knows how good Kyle Malone is. Everyone everyone's pretty familiar with like everyone knows how good he can be. I mean, right now he's the best doubles player in the world. Can't argue. Yeah, but I mean, as of right now, but Cody Johnson, I think like I got to watch you know some of those games on the streaming courts as they were coming to an end before they got you know to the broadcast court. Right. I think it, the last two teams they played: James Baldwin, Cheyenne Renner, uh, Matt Guy, Jamie Grant. That's the last two teams they had to get through to get to the broadcast court. So that's pretty heavy, right? I think both those teams thought at some point Cody was going to crack. And it was steady, steady, steady. So right. No mistake, steady, steady, steady. Oh, big shot, steady. And he yep, never cracked. Totally agree. And he never cracked. And I think, you know, then he got to the main stage. I think once again, all right, we'll get Cody. Steady, steady, steady. Big yeah. shot, steady. I mean, and good, good on him, right? I mean, that's. A For lot sure. of people struggle the first time they get on a broadcast court. He would not have been the first person to have yes. his worst match be his first match on the broadcast court. It was his first national ever. Yeah. 
So pretty impressive, if you ask me. Speaking he was impressive. Of and then, look, if you want to talk impressive, and I know we like to talk about that. I mean, Matt Guy is on a roll right now that's otherworldly for our sport. I know. Yeah, he is. Other hey, real quick, real quick, before we pivot to that, just because I know you'll appreciate this with college basketball, and I might have told yes. you when we were in Vegas, but uh, Cody Johnson was at Florida Gulf Coast uh, when, when they when they were Dunk City. When then was he really? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, he was there when they were making those runs. Actually, he was there when they made that. They made three runs over like a stretch of five years. I looked it up. I can't remember it. I don't have it yeah. in front of me. But he was there for the big run with that team that went to the uh, Sweet Sixteen, beat Georgetown. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you'll get a kick out of this. Their coach. That ended up leaving them going to USC. Yeah. Big real estate guy. He made a bunch of money in real estate and then got back into coaching. Uh, I'm so trying, that's a, that's something that's something for you to think about. I'm trying, brother. <laughs> I'm working, I'm working hard. I know. <laughs> Look, you're 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 just grinding. Yeah. Got to, right? Gotta pay the bills. Gotta pay the bills. Uh all right, it's so going back to Matt Guy. Yes. Dude is killing it right now. And I and I love that. It was second place, second place, second place, second place, blah, blah, blah. Here we go again. Is he going to be able to? Yes, he was able to persevere and win it. I thought that that was just awesome. Seriously. I've I've talked about this for a long time. A long time now. Everyone's afraid to block Matt Guy because he is probably, the, if not the best, one of the two or three best air mailers in the game. But you're still only talking 60%. Right. At his best. And I know he would argue that, but the statistics don't lie. Because he'll miss three or four, and you just don't remember those three or four because he hits the big one that, you know, that wins a match. But if you just let him play his slide game, he's going to get locked in, and he's going to make 50 in a row at some point. Yeah, he does. And you're thinking, and you're going to think you're playing awesome. Like, he just had another uh, match against Damon Dennis where Damon Dennis played great and lost 21-5. Jeez. Missed, I think he missed four. No. Six bags total over can't remember how many rounds and lost 21 five. So, I mean, you just you have to do something to get him out of that rhythm. I mean, what would you do? Would you block? I'd block. You have to. Yeah. And yes, he's going to hit some airmails on you. Okay. Yeah. But if you let him slide, he's going to make 50 in a row. He's not going to make 50 airmails in a row. Yeah. He's just not. And, and, and people are just so afraid of his airmail because he's probably the best at it. But you got to do something. You can't yeah. just. I'm trying to think of an analogy right now, actually. Like you, Steph Curry, are you going to let Steph Curry just catch the ball wide open and shoot threes all night? Right. No, you're not. You're going to make him put it on the floor, make him go to the basket, make him earn one. I mean, you can't just let people do what they're great at doing. You yeah. have to do something. You know, no, I, I mean, totally agree. I mean, it, yes, and, he, and right now he's the best singles player. So, yes, you still might lose. But do you want to lose a slow grind it out, painful death over two hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, do do? It, seems, it seems like, and again, way easier said than done. If you can somehow stay close with him and then block late, that seems to be the key. I, I just, Once, I think. One, if you're stay, if you, you know what I mean? If you can keep it close, block I think that's, late when there's more pressure. I think that's the problem, though. I, see, I think you no, have like to block said, all the time. Now. I think you have to block all the time because if yeah. you block late, he's going to hit clutch airmails. Yeah. What you have to do is get him to miss airmails when it's 5-3, you know, five, like early, so you can kind of get points on him mm-hmm. and then take right. control of the match. If you block him late, that's when he's going to hit it on you. See, I, I, think, feel, I, feel, I, feel, like, I feel like that's when there might be just a little chink in the armor. 
is late trying to hit the airmails. I don't know, man. He's a clutch player. Oh, he is. Don't no, no. no, I mean, when you look at the when you look at the people that have beat him this year, it's they made him airmail. And yes, he hits a lot of them, but he doesn't hit all of them. Whereas he might hit every single slide shot. Yeah, I'm just thinking specifically in the finals of the opens. Yeah, that I've that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, Cheyenne got back and won that match because she blocked. And Cheyenne Renner yeah. hates blocking. So, I mean, that tells you – I mean, That's you have true. to do something. That's a great point. Yeah. You know, you have to do something. Um, hey, tell me about team – I really want – I know it's late, but I really wanted to – I really wanted to touch on this last week. But I, I really enjoyed broadcasting and streaming the, yeah. uh, the team competition. I don't know. I, I wrote it down because I couldn't remember because uh, it's been a while now. But, yeah, so the Aviators and the Woodchucks both went 4-0. So Cody Henderson's team and Cheyenne's team. And then you had, and then obviously you're going to have teams on the flip side of that too. So the sliders and uh, the bullies went 0 and 4, Brett Guy and Eric, Eric Davis's team. Yeah. But so, so what were, I mean, you, we knew we'd have the, the swings, obviously not everyone's going to go two and two, but what was, uh, I mean, now, now removed looking back on it, you know, talking with Trey and Anthony and Stacy and the players, like what, what has been the, what has been I, kind of the thoughts of all that? I, you know, everyone else, everyone loved it. I think, you know, obviously the teams that didn't do well didn't love it as much. No. Right. So I think once people get used to it, once we're three nationals in and they're 12 games in, I think they're really going to see how fun it is because this is what's going to take the sport to the next level, even though they may not believe that. It's probably mm-hmm. the thing that's going to do that for the sport. Um, I didn't, I, I told you, I didn't get a lot of feedback from the players. When I tried to talk to players, it was, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's a solid conversation. But, you know, it, but it was, I think it was awesome. I was surprised about That's those it. two 0-4 teams. That was shocking. And I mean, I think you learned, I think we learned something from that. Yeah. That uh, apparently, at least for the first weekend, the first round of matches, you needed to stack talent. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who plays together as teams. It's just better to stack talent because talent can win. Yeah. I mean, look at the Woodchucks. The Woodchucks are talented. There's a lot of talent. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting looking back at all their philosophies Yeah, that that Cody Henderson told us, I'm just trying to put together a team of good players who want to play with me. I know. (laughs) And they killed it. And they killed it. (laughs) I don't think anyone that, that really knows the game and I'm, you know, the Trey's, the Anthony's, you know, even some of the other players who would say this and that kind of off the record. I don't think anyone saw Cody's team going forward. No, I don't think anyone saw that happen. Yeah, totally. The agree. Woodchucks, they could see it because there's so much talent there. Yeah. But I don't think anyone saw Cody's squad going forward. But that's, no. as you say, why they play the game. Right, yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, that'll, that'll be really interesting in Atlantic City. I think see, it. I think it will be to I, see I, to see if it evens up, or if those those the hot teams stay hot, the cold teams stay cold, or if it evens up. But I, I, I'm with you. I absolutely loved it. And again, for me to be able to um, be able to relate to it, chew on it, touch it, feel it, see it, have it be tangible. It was cool. Um, it it was really super, was. It was really I, was really, cool. I really enjoyed broadcasting. We, I mean, you know, obviously, I've had I got a lot of feedback about that from from people. It was tough stream, but it was broadcast. tough streaming it though, right? Because, it, it was, and, because and, and Trey and Stacy and all of them are working behind the scenes to figure yeah. that out. You, you you might be involved in those conversations too. I am. Not. Do we need to do a better job of that? Yeah, because a lot of yeah. slow time, but but that'll that'll get fixed. Yeah, and that's just it's just the way it worked out, and it's the yeah. first time going through, and we didn't realize that some matches would last 
30 minutes longer than the others and you couldn't yeah. advance to the next round until that match was done. And yeah. so all of a sudden you've got 30 minutes with no cornhole and he's streaming that, you know, which people leave then, right? So not only did it bother the people at home trying to watch, I mean, it's not good for our numbers because people aren't going to wait around for 30 minutes. They got stuff to do in their life. Right. So it's it's a problem that's definitely being worked on and addressed. So, but I, it was such a fun day. It really was. Yeah. And, that's, and that, that day, I didn't go to that uh, concert the night before. That, what was that? What did you say? I didn't go to that concert the night before. Uh, it, it, uh, I, I wanted to be kind of ready and fresh and, you know, mind, mind, mind ready to go. So I, I did go to the concert. I know. And I waited around a long time to see Wyclef John or whoever it was. Yeah. And once one o'clock in the morning, Vegas time rolled around, which is 4 a.m. our time. I know. And he still wasn't on stage. I'm like, come on, ah, man. Vegas. I, like, I, yeah. Yeah. Vegas Vegas got the best of me then. And then, yeah, thanks, Trey, for putting me on at 9 a.m. the next morning. That's why I didn't go. They were like, well, you got to keep being a jerk. Not going. It's like, dude, I'm not going to go get drunk. Vegas, you just need to go. Just go. No. I, yes. See, I can't do it. I can't go drink and then get up and be a normal person the next day. I can't do it. Some well, you don't have to drink. You could have bought a weed Well, stick. I'm not going if I'm not drinking, Jeff. How about, how about the weed sticks or whatever just, they're called? I'm just telling you, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go be sober guy. I know. That, you know, that does that. Yeah. I, I'm not that fun. guy. I mean, like, you know, that's, it's just not fun for me to stand in a crowd sober. That, like, I would get agitated and, like, I, I can't, all the noise and the people, I, I need something to calm my nerves. And I'm not, like, again, the, the weed stick. You just, you just smoke weed. I could not, I don't, and, and I'm calling it a weed stick, and everyone's just laughing and making fun of me right now. I know, because I know it, there's a more, technical term to it sure but the fact that you can just buy those legally in vegas and walk around smoking weed out of these little whatever it is it looks like little pens yeah, yeah it looks like little, little vape pens yeah. yeah it's got weed in it you gotta love vegas. soon enough man that'll be that everywhere nuts that place is absolutely nuts Dude, we're 10 years from that being in every state oh man that, that was fun I had to you're go. living in one of the last states that'll get to <laughs> oh my gosh yeah south carolina yeah that and gambling right yeah dude yeah. ori county in South Carolina, should be just like Atlantic City, should be just like Vegas, yeah. should be just like uh, in Mississippi. What's the name of that town? My brain. Oh, talking. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where all the casinos yeah. are. And, yep. and like a riverboat or something like that. Well, no, they're standalone Vegas type casinos, but they're mooringed out on water. So technically, yeah. they're. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm that about. should be all Myrtle Beaches with all the golf they already have. If you had that, I mean, the influx of money would be astonishing to that area. But just because it's just South Carolina, they won't do yeah. it. It's crazy right. to me. It's crazy to me. It's just like, we don't like money. <laughs> I, well, that, like that's money. the thing. At some point, you would think that the money is going to be so crazy for these states that someone in South Carolina is going to say, uh, yeah. If they haven't done it now, they're not going to do it. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, if they're no, willing to so. do it in Mississippi, you can do it in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it's crazy. Hey, do you want to do our, because uh, you know we're going to run out of time. Do you want to do our meet Jeff and Bernie segment? We talked yeah. about doing this, or is it, or is it dumb? She and I do this. No, we can do it. Let's, let's do it. I'm sure they what really What do people think to... of this show? Do people like this show or no? I think some people like this show. There's at <laughs> least five people. There's, like, there's five people that like this show. I think some people like this show. Yeah, there's a few. Um, so it's all you, man. So, so a couple weeks ago, we came up with this dumb idea to do meet Jeff and Bernie. And it was my idea. Because that's a good idea that, that I've known you. Well, we'll see if it's a good idea or not. 
because <laughs> I've known you for a couple of years now. But again, every time we're together, I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of personal things about Trey that I don't know. I mean, when sure. when we're together, believe it or not, yeah, I mean, yeah, we go out and we have drinks, but we're just talking about stupid stuff, right? And normally right. it's about sports, and we're arguing about sports and and cornhole and that kind of stuff. So we really don't get a chance to actually get to know each other on a personal level. So I figure, well, hey, I'm I'm always asking you know, the players about their past and about their stories and journeys and that sure. kind of stuff. And, and I know that you have um, a very complex and deep past that you have opened up to me about a little bit, but we haven't really, really haven't dived kind of deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. Into that, into that topic. So one question at a time. Okay. Are, are the rules going to be one question at a time, but you also get one follow-up? Sure. I think that's a good one. I think you always have to have a follow up, right? If needed, I like mine's like mine. You're, you're probably going to grill me and really embarrass me. Not, not at all. Actually, I'm, I'm, mine's I, mine's I, mine's very simple. I don't like grilling people. Believe it or not. So, not uh, not on not on screen. Really? That, that's those are those are off camera conversations. All right. So and if, so for <laughs> for lack of a a better name for this dumb segment, I was mm -hmm. just I was just thinking, meet Jeff and Bernie. Here it is. Here's. Y'all's chance to learn okay. about us, and this is getting this is going to seem really dumb because I should know this, and I'm embarrassed that I don't know this. Okay, I, I, I know you're in a relationship right now, and I've met her. I think I met her in in Atlanta. So, but but I don't know if she's your wife or if she's not. So my 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 question is simply: Have you ever been married? I have, uh, not to Julie, who I'm dating now. I was okay. married before. It was a very we were together around 10, 11 years, but we were only married for five. And that was back in the uh, 2000s, into the 210s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So many follow-ups. I was actually hoping you were going to say no, and I was going to ask you if you ever wanted to be married. I actually, uh, I, I did. Kind of I, that I did. I, but no, to your, I'll answer you, like your question. Like I never viewed it the way a lot of people have. I mean, I, I think a lot of people feel like, okay, it's part of, you have to do this in life, this in life, this in life, this in life. Yeah. I never looked at it that way because you I, know, did. I mean, you know, Oh, let's get married and then have kids. And then, you know, you do all these things. And I mean, I knew I would be probably a bad father, especially when I was younger. I mean, I knew that was probably going to happen. So I stayed. Away so you, you really thought you, you said, yeah, to yourself, I'm a very selfish person. I mean, like I, there's, to be a really good parent, you have to be selfless. And I, especially in my twenties, I was absolutely selfish. So there's no way. And then I've got my own personal baggage that I didn't think would be, I wouldn't want to pass that down. So I in no way wanted to have kids when I was younger. I think, I mean, I, wow. it's a regret. I think it would have been an amazing legacy to have, but I don't, people ask me like, Oh, are you really regret? I was like, I mean, I regret it a little, but not much. I mean, like I, I don't lose sleep over that thought actually. I mean, it'd be okay, cool to have a child out there doing something, but it's not, it was never, it was, it was <laughs> never I mean, too late now. It was never something that I thought that I needed. And okay. it was, and neither was Mary. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was something that made you a special person. I just think that a lot of people did it and it's probably why the divorce rate's 50%. I think yeah. when I did, I think when I did get married, I, I think I kind of was trying to fill a hole in myself a little bit instead of looking at what I was doing. And I think that's why it was a mistake and it didn't work. And I'll take the hundred percent of the responsibility for my marriage not work. A hundred percent. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so much to dive into with that because I did get married when I was younger, right out of college. Most people do. Because because of exactly what you were saying. That was supposed to be the path. Right. You know, you you grow up at mom and dad's and you play sports and and then you graduate and you go to college and then you find your the girl of your dreams and then you get married and you have kids and you have a dog and yeah. buy cars and how it I mean sounds, they're, 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 it sounds awesome. It does. It yeah. sounds and so that's why awesome. I did it. That's why I did it. And yeah. and and but it, so but so it's interesting to hear that even though that wasn't your mindset that it still didn't work out for you. Yeah, I'd, but I get it. I, I think I just did something I shouldn't have done. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty and all. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I was. It was more filling a hole in myself than I was, you know, the attachment to that person. And then you know you get down the road and it's you know it's too late, right? Like it. And then yeah. you, you realize, wow, this shouldn't have happened. And, yeah. And both of us realized that's a terrible feeling. Yeah. It is. It's awful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I regret it, but yeah, my my first marriage, she's a great person, and uh, she truly is. She's a great person. I, I, you know, it just it just wasn't going to be next level, but we both did it. We both did. We were great friends all throughout college. Yeah. We were terrific friends, and unfortunately, after we got married, you know, it's it's like you know, it's just not more than that. It's not more than a really great college friendship. So. And that's tough, man. I, I mean, know it's it super is. tough. It it's is. super still, tough. Because she is, she's, she's a terrific person. And she's gone on to be a very successful writer and, and a great mom. And You, and, you know uh, what I don't understand? Young, you know what I don't understand? Are people that, you know, are divorced and they hate their exes. Just despise them. It's like, man, like, why? Like, what happened? I mean, I guess... I guess I can understand if they were cheating on you the whole time and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Like there's still gotta be yeah. something there that's beyond all that. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yes. I don't yeah. know. Well, you know what? It's because that? we only have a few minutes left. Oh man. Is hold it that, really? Is hold it... that thought Bernie. Cause that might be, I'm, I don't want, I don't want to like die. I don't want to like jump in the pool here. Oh no. I know. All my stories, we, but we keep can that in sit... mind. And maybe that'll be another one of your questions. I'm writing down because, eight... because as, as good as, as I'm going to have as, a, I'm a litany of questions for you next week and I'll choose one or two. of them. Okay. Cause, because as good as I, I, as, as that first relationship was, it just, it just, you know, we were just better friends really, you know, it just wasn't going to. I understand. I understand I've, completely. I've, I've also experienced the flip side. So, all right, you better get to your question before we run out of time. I'm scared of that. No, I was going to ask, how did you end up at Kansas growing up in Iowa? Really? Wow. Okay. That that's my I first thought, one. I mean, there's lots of stuff that I want to know. Yeah. But that's my first one. Okay. Because that doesn't that be... doesn't seem normal to me. I don't know. I thought why. this was gonna be a lot more dirty than oh, that. I'll, I'll I'll get to it. Don't don't worry. <laughs> I mean, we gotta build up to that. Okay. So so um pretty easy actually, believe it or not, and you might have heard this before, but I wanted to be a meteorologist. I mean, that was like like Denny Ferry was our local meteorologist for Channel 9 ABC in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, for some reason I was mesmerized by the weather. And as much as I loved sports and watched, uh, my Dallas Cowboys, because it was the game of the week and it was always on in Iowa yeah. every night we'd watch Danny Ferry. My dad and I chased tornadoes 
Literally, like we I, would chase hailstorms. I, I don't. I, I would if I would have grown up in in the plains. I probably would have too. Oh my god, Bernie, we we just geeked out. We would we chase. Um, this know. this I understand completely. By the yeah. way, because when I lived in Charleston for those ten years, me and a couple of my friends, especially during hurricane season, were just glued to the Weather Channel. Yeah, glued to it. Yeah. I love it. Two two things that I loved when I was a journalist. Um, weather. I mean, back when I was on TV doing TV sports. Yeah. Um, I, I had a huge passion for weather and election coverage. I, huh. I I can't, well, I want to keep it clean. I'm still trying to decide how dirty you want to be on this podcast. But yeah, <laughs> election coverage excited me. I mean, really? to a very high level, regardless of the side that you're on. Whether no, I, I, was, I get Because I, I got to cover a couple of local parties in Kansas. So whether I was covering a Republican you know, convention or a Democratic convention, um, on one side or the other, or headquarters at convention, headquarters. I, I, I have so many questions it. about that because... I love you it. would have some behind the scenes information. So you would know a lot of these people are kind of fools. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like that would be, that would yeah. drive me crazy. But, but I was so young that I, I didn't, I wasn't even caught up in that because when I was young, you know, and in my twenties and right out of college and working in TV, you don't think that people are lying to you. You know, I mean, you, you no, just and, you're not, and, you're not jaded enough. And I think at that local level, I think people really do have a good heart about things and are trying yeah. to approach things regardless of party from, their view of what they believe is right but once they get caught up in the machine it's it's over it's done you're not being you're you not being told the truth no folks, regardless of what party you believe yeah there's no coming back all right we got 30 seconds left right. and this and this you know this these zoom lights these ring light things that i've gotten yeah. now the sun's gone down it's like blinding me it's so damn it, yeah this one's this one's so crazy right, right. Here. Yeah. all right so anyway so i want to be a meteorologist and we'll dive into this next week got 10 seconds left. Awesome. awesome so so kansas had a great meteorology school so that's why i went to kansas there's more to the story than that i think there, that's there awesome. might be a girl there might be a girl girl involved I, dude i think that's a great story that's awesome i didn't i, I think you did mention that once but i must have been drunk all right, meet Jeff and Bernie, episode one. It's over. Yeah, hold that thought. We'll continue more next week. All right, man. God, it goes fast, doesn't it? God, it goes so we got to go. Trey's going to be upset. Now we're 12 seconds over. They're going to ah, trim some fat. Oh, trim the fat. Trim the fat. All right, brother. I'll talk to you next week. Later, bro. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks.